I'm Sam Cartina, owner of Nourish Lift Repeat. And I'm Caitlin Allen, owner of Self Love Nutritionist. We are both registered dietitians on a mission to empower women to find food freedom and self-love. We are so excited for you to join us today on the Self-Love Hour podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Self-Love Hour podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about strength and focusing on exercise from a place of feeling stronger and empowered as opposed to weight loss. And we have uh, Mark here from Training Strong Women on Instagram to uh, give his take on what it's like to train for strength as opposed to for aesthetics or weight loss. So we're really excited to have him on today. Um, Mark, do you want to uh, take a moment just to tell our audience a little bit more about you and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you worded it really well, actually, where um, I work as an online trainer, and but my main focus is uh, strength training for women, kind of using the process of strength training to, you know, using um, outer confidence to build inner confidence. I'm all about uh, not using aesthetics or the weight on the scale as part of the process and more just talking about like what your body is capable of and exercising from a place of enjoyment and building confidence as opposed to like the typical weight loss aesthetics model that is used in a lot of training. Yeah, awesome. I love that. Um, Mark, so do you think you could tell us a little bit about how you've been able to shift that focus from weight loss to how you feel? Yeah. And I think um, for someone who has always come from a weight loss focused style of training, I think that there is a bit of a process there, but it can definitely be done. And I think one of the first things you have to do as part of your training process is to remove like kind of typical weight loss stimulus. And that can be um, the weight in your house, that can be conversations about weight loss, or it can be online pages that are very weight loss focused. Um, and then start adding in new things that are strength or weight neutral focused. And kind of like as an example of this is there's a lot of pages online that are very strength focused that are um, not about like, you know, how many calories is this exercise uh, burning? And also just making a new plan that relates nothing to weight loss in general. Like you're not doing the workout to burn calories. You're not using it to tone. Like you're making a, pro you're using a program specifically for a weight neutral goal. So like, as an example, a lot of the clients that I work with, they talk about wanting to be able to do their first pull up or wanting to be able to deadlift a heavy weight or something that doesn't relate to like kind of what their aesthetics are and relates more to like what their body is capable of. And I think this can definitely be a process, but I think the, the more that you can move weight loss and aesthetics out of your life and the more you can talk about like strength and what makes you feel good, I think you'll just enjoy the training process more. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Thanks. Can it's so empowering. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's 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 much more fulfilling of a journey. I think like that needs to be talked about a lot more is that, you know, the reason that I advocate for strength is that I think it gives a good replacement for for people who come from a weight loss focused style of training. I think if you tell them you can't focus on weight loss, one of the issues is like, okay, well what do I do instead? And so I think strength does a good is a good replacement 
and gives the benefits that you were hoping weight loss gave you and is you actually get through strength as well because it's a very empowering journey it's a lot about like you know you're crushing limiting beliefs once you know once you learn how to lift weights you never thought you could lift before like you're you're breaking barriers on like what you thought was possible and you make a lot of small goals in the process of making it to that big goal and it's uh, yeah, I think I, I could go on all day about this, but I think like the journey of strength training is just so much more enjoyable than trying to train for like a certain look or like a certain weight on the scale. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's just so powerful to say that, you know, you are so much like you're capable of so much more than you can believe and just setting those goals and, you know, having a coach like you to support somebody through that journey is just, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and I have to say on my end, it's also just like really enjoyable as a coach. Like a lot of the times that I'll work with women who will, I, I would say greatly underestimate how strong they can become. And so mm -hmm. it's cool to be the person who helps them. You know, um, I hear a lot of the times that uh, women will want to be able to lift like 80 pounds or hundred pounds or something like that, like as a, as a deadlift. And um, for the most part, even if a client is completely new, they are able to deadlift their body weight, you know, within like three months max, but usually earlier. And so it's cool to be the person who like opens them up into this world of strength as, you know, I can't believe I actually did that. Like that's something I never thought I'd be able to do. Um, and also kind of shows them, well, like, you know, it gets into their head, like, well, what can I accomplish in the future? Like if I can already do this, like I'm already going beyond what I thought was possible. Um, what else can I do? And that makes the journey way more exciting because now the journey becomes about like, um, you know, how untapped, how untapped is my potential as opposed to like, you know, how many more pounds do I have to lose before I become confident in myself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's very stereotypical of women to be, you know, told that, you know, men belong in the weight section, women belong in the cardio section. So when women want to start lifting for weights, there, there's a lot of stigma and there's a lot of like, kind of uh, limiting beliefs there around what they're able to do and how they can, you know, feel empowered and, and feel capable and see that for themselves. Like even just wanting to have a goal like that, I'm sure is just, you know, it's not easy for most women to, to do. Yeah, it definitely doesn't come, I would, I would say, as naturally as what other goals might be. Part of that is definitely the weight room where like, you're right in the sense that weight rooms are going to be majority male almost always for that reason. And so it's, you're not going to see as many female role models, but I, I think that's what's, what's cool about it is there's no, there's not as much comparison trap, which I think is also cool that I think it's like, I think one of the challenges that comes with aesthetics is that like, as your body changes, it's like, well, I don't have this now, or I don't have the right look or that woman is thinner, or prettier, or like whatever, you know, insert whatever thing it might be. Um, but the training for strength ends up just becoming about like your own self-improvement where it was like, okay, I could lift the, you, you, you judge kind of like your past strength self as opposed to like, oh, well, I don't look like this person or I don't have the right look or I'm too, you know, insert whatever trait might be the stereotypical thing it might be now. Like, I think that, um, it's very, you know, you're always like 10 pounds away from happiness is always kind of like the problem. Mm -hmm. And I like strength a lot more for that just because it ends up becoming about like your own self journey and accomplishments as opposed to the comparison traps that can show up in like weight loss slash aesthetics training. Yeah, I love that. Making the focus more about you and 
um, like comparing your past self to now as opposed to comparing yourself to someone else. That is like so incredible. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's, you know, it makes the journey more enjoyable too. Like, I think it's like when it's about yourself, you're like, you're doing it for your own self-confidence and belief and you're not doing it to prove to other people. And I think that's great. Like, I think that's absolutely awesome. And it's, it's also just a more enjoyable training experience. I think when we talk about trying to make exercise, you know, sustainable, everyone talks about that. And I think that, well, we're just really bad at things we don't like. I think like, that's like, like if you, like, I, like, I'll use myself as an example where like, I hate running. I don't like it. I'm, I, you can give me all the benefits in the world of running and I'm not going to do it, but I like lifting weights. And so it's one of those things that I think when you, when the process is more enjoyable, it also becomes more sustainable mm-hmm. as opposed to being like, well, now you have to run or now you have to like do these exercises you don't like to do. I think when you find something that is more enjoyable, it's just, it's easier to fit in your schedule. It's no longer a chore. Now it's a thing you're like excited to do in your day. Um, and it just will make you healthier in the long run because you're doing something that you enjoy and you're doing something that makes you healthier. Can you talk a little bit more about how someone can kind of find a movement that they enjoy? Because I know a lot of my clients are like, well, I don't know if I would like to do this. I don't know, like, do I actually like to do this? I'm just not really sure. Can you talk a little bit more yeah. about that? And, and I would say there's no like set example for sure. A lot of it is going to be trial and error. And I think that's okay. One thing that I would say is, you know, what are you hoping training will do? I think can lead you in the right direction. So if you want training to make yourself feel good, or you want to use training to um, feel strong or badass or confident, then that will lead to a certain kind of training as opposed to another. And so if you're doing training that makes you feel guilty or makes you feel like you're not doing enough, then that's kind of a sign that it's not the right training for you. I think knowing what you want out of training goes a long way. Cause I think once you understand the why behind why you're exercising and that can be different for everybody. I don't think there's a set reason why people should exercise, but figuring out what, why, why are you exercising? Like, what is the value? And I think from there, it becomes easier to figure out what kind of exercise works best for you. Um, but it is trial, it is trial and error. Like, I would love to say like, everyone should deadlift, but in like, um, but I think it's, I think it is a trial and error process. Can you talk a little bit more about kind of like the difference between taking a rest day and like sticking to your workout regimen? Because I think a lot of people feel like if they embark on this intuitive eating kind of food freedom journey that they can't have these types of goals. Um, so can you just talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So kind of kind of the value of rest days versus like following the program to a T. Is that kind of the idea? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, especially when we talk, I think this is one of the misconceptions about uh, strength that exists a lot is that we don't actually get stronger in the gym. We get stronger adapting from the gym. And so it's kind of the idea is that you go into the gym, you like, for lack of a better word, like stress the body, your body's like, wow, that was hard. Like we need to give, you know, Caitlin more strength for this. So we're going to adapt. And then by the next time you come in, you're like a little bit stronger than before. So rest days are absolutely essential to the process. And so, because if you're only 
exercising. If you're only like lifting weights and you're only stressing the body with no time for recovery, then you're just going to get tired and not see the results you want to see. And you can have a program that's very structured and very programmed, but if you do feel run down, if you do feel like you don't have the recovery yet, like maybe you need an extra rest day, you should be allowed to give yourself that rest that you need. Because understandably, you know, anybody who isn't a, you know, professional athlete essentially has other things in their life. They, you know, they have kids, they have a job, they have other reasons that might stress them out besides the workout. So maybe that one day of rest is not what you need for other life factors. Um, and so you should be, it's okay to take that rest and it will actually benefit you in the long run. Um, and if you give yourself the rest that you need, it also reduces the amount of burnout you might get from training. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, just speaking on my own experience too, is really giving yourself that permission to rest is so challenging because like in your mind, you don't want to feel like a failure. You don't feel like, you know, you couldn't do something. So it's like kind of that, you know, double-edged sword. It's like, well, I know I need to stop, but my mind is like, not letting me like take a rest day and, and let, letting myself, you know, not be that like, you know, all the expectations are out there about like, do more, do better, be better, be, you know, well, no rest days. And, and that has been, I think the messaging that has existed for a long time is like, you know, hustle for it, motivation. If you really want it, you'll put the work mm -hmm. in. Um, and I think the problem with that is that we do get better with rate. Rest is progress. It's not as flashy. It doesn't sell as many Gatorades, but it is part of the process. And it is one of those things that isn't given enough credit is that like, it's great that you can train six, seven days a week and you have that kind of dedication, but do you have enough dedication to give yourself the rest that you need so that you can improve over time? And I'll kind of use myself as an example. There was um, before I, I would say before I knew what I was doing, there was a time when I was training, you know, six, seven, six days a week. And I was looking into that and I was like, man, I'm still not seeing the results I want to see. Uh, maybe I need to do seven. Like maybe I'm just not doing, you know, the idea was not to decrease. It was to increase. And I had, you know, a person who ended up being my coach at the time was like, let's try Like, let's try this. And it was five days a week with very little volume. Like we're talking four exercises, two sets of five, and then you were like done for the day, like an extremely low level of volume. Um, my squat went up 30 pounds, my bench went up 10, and my deadlift went up 30 in the span of two months. Um, and so this is where I kind of saw the value of resting was that um, the truth was, is that I was, I, one, I was going too hard and not recovering. And also my training was bad. So it was like six bad days of training. And then so this is where like the quality of the training program comes in is that if you're doing the right things and you, you have a quality movement and you're doing the right program for you and the right exercises for you, um, you can get stronger on five days a week. I have clients who are getting stronger on two to three times a week. Um, and that's just because they're doing the right things. They're recovering properly. They have a good relationship with their training and also they're enjoying it. I think like, like this is definitely anecdotal for sure, but I definitely think there's something to be said about like, if you enjoy your training, like you're going to see better results. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, yeah. And again, like, you know, rest isn't flashy. I think that's the tough part is it's not like, you know, no one's like way to go for not going to the gym. Right. Like that's not the, the messaging, but yeah. rest is like one of the most underrated things about training. Mm-hmm. 
So I know earlier we had talked a little bit about how in the gym, um, like the weight room is mostly male. Can you maybe share some tips for our listeners who are interested in maybe lifting weights and getting stronger, but they feel like really intimidated to go to the gym? Like, is there a place they could start? Anything you recommend? Yeah, absolutely. So there, there's kind of a few ways of going in. And the one thing I would say is I'll give these tips as well. But what I've noticed is there is kind of like a passing point where after like a few times going to the gym, I've noticed that women become more comfortable in that setting almost because they've started to realize that like no one's watching them and no one cares. Like everyone, it's very much like the weight room is very much a place where everyone is worried that they're being watched, but actually doing their own thing. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. like, everyone's like, kind yeah. of seek, but I, I totally get watching it from the outside where you're like, okay, there's all these people and they're all lifting super heavy. And like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, am I going to do an exercise and look stupid? Um, and there's a few there. What, what I would say is that if you can build the courage to make it to like your third or fourth visit, I've noticed that it, you become wildly more comfortable in the gym setting. First time is like terrifying. Second time is like slightly less terrifying. Third or fourth time, you're like, all right, no one cares. Um, and then it gets better. <laughs> the one thing I like to do for stuff like that is, um, I didn't make this rule, but it's called the 10 minute rule where if you don't feel like going or if you're nervous about going, what you say is like, okay, I'm gonna give this 10 minutes and then if I don't like it, I'll leave. So I'll set my alarm for 10 minutes and then at the 10 minute mark, if I don't feel like going, then I'll just head out. A lot of the times getting there is the hardest part. So what happens with this is either you do 10 minutes of working out, which is still good and still valuable, or Mm -hmm. you get there to the 10 minute mark and you're like, you know, while I'm here, I might as well do a little bit extra. And it helps break, you know, it it helps make it seem less daunting is that well, if I'm only here for 10 minutes, like how, you know, how bad could it be? And so I find that works a lot of the time to at least like get people into the gym and, and like I said, like, if you want to, if you want to leave after 10 minutes, then like, absolutely. 10 minutes of exercise is still exercise. Yeah. That's I awesome. That. It, I love how you said, I mean, yeah, let's be honest. We're always in our heads, like, right. We're so hyper-focused on ourselves that it's so um, crazy to think that when you're exposed in this environment, that it just becomes like a, a realization that nobody's looking at you. You know, it's like when you like try an outfit or like, do something that's outside your comfort zone or something like, Oh my God, everyone's going to judge me and look at me. And, and, but nobody is looking at you. It's just all in our head and just kind of that habituation of the act of like going to the gym and putting yourself in that situation. You just, like you said, like you realize that, Oh, I could do this. I can do this. Even if for just 10 minutes, I can do this. That's and, awesome. and I get like looking on the outside and not being comfortable in the weight room. I get when you look at it, it almost like looks like a stage, right? Like it's almost like you almost look like you're on display. And this is why I think like just getting some exposure, even if it's just a little bit of time and you'll kind of realize that like no one cares. Um, the guys training there for the most part, like w- can't even notice you pass their own pump. And I think like, that's the, you know, it's, it's very like, it really is a room that everyone is kind of doing their own thing. The only time I think that you get noticed is um, when you become a woman who outlifts the guys and then you can kind of, then I think like the guys are like, wait, what's going on? Like, and they get confused (laughs) or that's that's just what I've noticed in some gyms, but like until you're, you know, on, on your first day, like no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good reminder. Yeah. And, but I, I, I get, I get where it's coming from, but it, it gets better. I promise. 
Yeah, that's, that's really great. And it, I know I've been there where I was afraid to like go over to the other side and, you know, it's like, well, I just want to like pick up a dumbbell and just do whatever. But I was like, so nervous. And it's like, you just go in there, you grab the weights and you like go sit down. You're like, okay, I did it. Nobody's watching me. Okay. I can do this. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, like, it's like an adrenaline rush, but at the same time, it's like, all right, I did it. Okay, let's go. You know, and then you just do it. The one thing that I've noticed has helped as well is that like, and I work with a lot of new lifters for this reason is that like, if someone has like validated your movement, that can also help. So like a lot of the time you're going in there, you just don't want to look dumb, right? Like that's the idea is you want to be like, mm-hmm. like you're, you're worried that like people are like, oh, have you seen Sam with her like bad rear delt flies? Like what is this? <laughs> um, and I think what has helped is that if you have like a friend or a trainer or somebody who has kind of like validated your movement, like I've done this where a new lifter is like, am I doing this right? And I'm like, yeah, you're doing it right. The form is perfect. When she goes in, if she's like nervous about looking dumb, part of it is like, oh no, no, Mark is like, Mark's let me know that I'm doing this right. So I don't have to be nervous mm-hmm. about this. So I, I think getting validation from like a source that you trust um, either before or like after the gym, I think can also really help because I think a lot of the times it's, you're, you're just worried that you're like doing it wrong and people are going to judge you for some reason. Right. Or like, you don't want to hurt yourself or, you know, do something ridiculous. How you see that like, on the videos of people doing the machines, like completely wrong. And they're like wrapping the thing around their head. It's like, what are they doing? There's too many gym fitness, like blooper reels at this point. And I think everyone's yeah. going to be on the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mark, um, do you have any last tips that you think our listeners would really enjoy or need as they're starting their journey to focus on strength as opposed to weight loss? Yeah, actually, uh, if it's cool to you guys, I'd love to just talk about like why strength builds confidence. Cause I think like sometimes yeah. that yes. mm-hmm. um, isn't super obvious. So I think it's one of those things that you start off not feeling confident in the process. And I think like that should be known in that you go in and you're not lifting weights that are like super impressive and you hit a lot of small goals over and over again. And when we talk about like how you build confidence, kind of how you build confidence is you start from a place of like vulnerability or insecurity, and then you like work your way out of that. So you go into the gym, you're lifting weights that you don't think are impressive or it's too light or, um, and then over time you lift slightly more weights and you're like, okay, like I'm getting stronger. Um, this is still lighter, but like I'm seeing progress. And then you're like, oh, I'm like lifting weights that are heavier now. And like you get to the point where you lift weights that you never thought you could lift. And so you came from a place of, you know, I don't think I could do this well to, oh, I'm actually seeing progress step by step to look at what I've accomplished in three months. And so it breaks the ideas that you came in as a place of like not feeling confident and you almost prove to yourself that you were wrong about your initial thoughts. And so when people talk about, you know, people who never thought they could do a pull-up before, when the first time they do their pull-up, it's like an amazing day. Or uh, the first person who's never deadlifted before, when they deadlift more than their body weight, they're like, wow, like that was, I can't believe I just did that. Like, that's amazing. And I think that process, you know, you learn a lot of very valuable things. You learn that, you know, hard work does pay off. You learn that you were capable of more than you thought you were. Um, You're in a place where you can like prove to yourself, like, you know, how empowered you can be in the process. And I think 
the you know we always talk about like the end goal like what you accomplished right i think like a lot of before and after photos have made us think like you know um and then no, but no one talks about like the sustainability of the journey which is like throughout this journey like yeah you're going to become super strong one day but also throughout it you're going to be crushing small goals over and over again like you lifted a little bit more than last time like this is feeling more comfortable like you become better at the process you develop a skill set um, and these are all things that you never thought were possible. And this is why I really like strength training because like at a, as a process, you're basically proving to yourself how badass you are, um, I which that. I think is, yeah. And I, I, I and again, like as, as the person who's like trained a lot of women, it's really cool to see them go from like, you know, not sure they could do these exercises to like being able to crush them with heavy weight. Like it's very, um, it's very cool to see that on my end. I really, and it's, 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 it, I, it makes my, I have a sick job, like just for that reason. I think it's, it's, very, it's very enjoyable. Yeah, that's, that's so, I mean, rewarding and both sides. It's just like inspiring people to realize that they're capable of so much more than they ever thought and showing them that they could do it. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I think what's cool is that like that is, that doesn't just stay in the weight room. I think that's really important as well is that like, those are life skills. Um, those are things that you can take outside. I genuinely think, you know, for myself, when I first started training, I came from a place of like being pretty insecure and unconfident with who I am. And I genuinely think that if it wasn't for strength training, like, would I have done other things in my life? Like, would I have started a business? Would I be able to go on a podcast and talk to you guys now? I don't know. Uh, maybe it would have happened. Maybe it didn't. But I know that strength training allowed me to like learn, you know, learn more about my own confidence and learn what I was capable of. And, you know, I, I look in my own past and like, you know, there, there are some strength goals that I've accomplished that I think I'm more proud of than like, you know, some of the degrees that I've completed for that reason. I love that. I love, love, love the switch of the focus because, you know, when we're just focusing on weight loss, it really is like a never ending, like I'm never going to be good enough. But then this, as opposed to like focusing on strength, it just like builds your confidence up even more. It's just so beautiful. I love it. And yeah, and I think the, the aesthetics game almost to me seems like, oh, so I think it was hard enough to be one of the best looking people in your high school, but like, you're not going to be one of the best looking people on Instagram. Like, I think, and that's okay. I think yeah. we can like live in that world. Like it's over. Like it, it's never been more challenging of a goal. Because now instead of trying to be the best of 20 people, you're trying to be the best of millions and mm -hmm. how the, the, me, the social media is filtered in a way that like you're going to see the most beautiful, the beautiful on your feed um, and then they're filtered and then they're photoshopped and then like, like there's so much editing at this point that it's like, well, what are you even comparing yourself to at this point? Like, is this even a person? And yeah. I think, you know, I, I love this way more because it's like, okay, the comparison game is never going to make you happy. Like it's not... And it's like, it's actually designed not to make you happy. Like that's how it's, and let, let's focus on something that actually will. And I, I think strength does a way better job of that. Yeah. So. A hundred percent and all of that. It's, when is it ever enough? You're always going to find somebody else to compare yourself to, or, you know, strive to do better and be better. But like, for what? It, what you don't like it's just like an illusion it's not a reality how do you make yourself feel better on the inside so then you feel enough now and focus on feeling enough like for a long you know forever it's just like that's that's the work that needs to be done not on the outside but on the inside 
There's not, there's not a weight on the scale that makes you feel like, oh, now I feel better about myself. Like that doesn't exist. Right. That's not, I think that's what we're told a lot, but like, you know, I think, um, I had a person on my own podcast who like, she lost, um, you know, like 120 pounds and she was like, I didn't feel better about myself afterwards. Wow. So I think it's like, you know, we, everyone talks like, if I only, I get to that weight, like I'll feel confident. And then I just, mm-hmm. it just, it's not how confidence works. Confidence comes from how you feel about yourself and, you know, proving to yourself what you can accomplish and, you know, being content with the human being that you are. This podcast doesn't make you just go like, yeah, let's go. I mean, I'm like, like you know what I mean? If it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's just so uplifting. I, it really just even listening to you, Mark, is just really inspiring. And, and thank you for sharing everything today. It's My pleasure. No, I could talk about this all day. It's what more women and more, just more people like everywhere need to hear this message. Yeah, I, I really do feel like we need to change the conversation on like why we train in the first place because I think a lot of it comes from a lot of guilt, a lot of feeling insecure. Like you get to the gym because of insecurities and I think like people should get to the gyms because of like proving to themselves how amazing they can be. And I think like, I think that's a lot better. And, and it's also more enjoyable and it's not like, oh, if I miss this workout, like it means I can't eat this food or it's like, if I miss this workout, it means that I'm gonna not look the right way or like, and, and also like falling off the wagon is not really a thing in strength training as well. Like you can lose strength over it's, you know, when we look at weight loss and I don't know if you guys have talked about this in previous podcasts, but weight really just does fluctuate over time. Like your body changes, like you understandably get older. And so I think there's this idea that you can like fall off the wagon and like strength doesn't really care what you look like. Like it really is not. Um, whereas opposed to like the weight loss aesthetics journey, you know, you're not going to look 21 forever. I think like that's the, it's just, it's, you're, you're going to age understandably. Like I don't think, and and there's no shame in that. It's okay that a 51 year old does not look 21, but you know, the, the aesthetics game will fail eventually. Like I think that's the, like, you know, that I want to focus on something that will benefit you for life. I don't want to benefit. I don't want you to like feel great for six months and then you quote unquote fall off the wagon because uh, your body readapts and then you feel awful about yourself about something that is a completely natural process. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, even just in like the, the lockdown that we had, right. It, it was just people saying, well, now like there goes all my progress. It goes all my hard work. There goes everything. What's the point? I'm never going to exercise again. It's not worth it. Like, how do you handle those kind of like you know, negative ways of thinking and all or nothing, you know, mindset. Yeah. Well, so I think the first thing is that I think like just in general, people in 2020 need to give themselves a little bit more relaxation. I think we are Uh understand like, listen, if you, you know, you lost your job and can't see any of your friends and like social interactions are tougher. Like maybe it's understandable that weight loss should not be your focus. That would be kind of like the first thing as well. And I think, yeah, I, I, I think, fitness should always be part of your life, but I think how it is like, this comes back to like the why is that, yeah, if your goal was aesthetics or weight loss focus, like you probably did gain weight and you probably like did lose some, you know, whatever your aesthetic space goal might be because that was your why for training. If your training was to feel good, if your training was to like make yourself happy and like decrease anxiety and like just make yourself feel better overall. Well, you don't need the gym for that. Like you don't need, and it's, you don't fall off the wagon. Like it's just, if you get the workout in, like you're succeeding and like maybe before that was a gym and now it's, you know, 
push-ups at home, but it's an easy, you know, you didn't fall off the wagon because your why is a lot more sustainable. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Way, but that's the right way to, to approach that is really what is your why? And if it's something that, you know, isn't sustainable to begin with in a pandemic, then, you know, maybe we reframe like really, what are you, why are you doing this? And what is your, you know, who are you doing it for? Are you doing it for you or for, you know, thinking you're going to be, you know, it's kind of like that value game, right? Where you feel worthy and value from external people validating your body. And it's, you really, that that's not going to make you feel better on the inside, maybe for a short term, but you know, what's going to make you. And, feel and that's a scary thing. Yeah. Like if you're, if your confidence is built on external validation, like that means that people own your confidence, which means they can take them away. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's I like, that. like, it's, it's very, like, if you don't, you know, if someone says like, oh, you know what, like maybe you uh, do look a little bit chubby, like, you know, someone just took away your confidence because it was based on external validation or it was based on comments on your Instagram profile or like that, like that, that is almost scarier to me is that like you get, you get the look, right? You get the, whatever the look is right now. I don't keep up with the trends of what aesthetics is for the most part, but let's, you get the look and everyone's like, wow, like you did it. And then you like gain 10 pounds. Then they're like, oh, like, you know, she like messed up or like fell off the wagon or like, and then suddenly you go from this place where you were you know, told how awesome you were and then human beings took it away from you. And that's a very scary, like, I I want you to own your confidence. I want you to be able to like, regardless of what other people think of you, I want you to feel good about yourself. And I think when you're, you know, I have friends who, I'm not gonna name names because I'm not like throwing shade like that, but I have some friends who like, you know, how many likes and comments they get on like their photo, like affects their, like it affects how they feel about themselves um and that's that's like that's very scary like the fact that you're you know if your photo of yourself fully filtered and photoshopped doesn't get 300 likes then like you don't feel as good about yourself like that that's a very scary game and i i don't want people to play that game i think it's uh you're gonna lose in the end yeah 100 percent. thank you for sharing that too that's Mm -hmm. good reminder that it isn't something confidence doesn't come from external you know factors or people or situations it comes from within that that's where you build your confidence yeah i think it's it's the you know if we're talking about like sustainable confidence i think i think it has to come within you i think you have to look at yourself and be like you know what i like who i am and i like what i've accomplished i think it's i don't think like I can go to you guys and be like am i a confident person like tell me if i'm confident i don't think that's like how I, I don't think that should be the messaging. Right. Yeah. I couldn't answer that for you. You'd have to answer that for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how it, that's how it should be. Well, Mark, it has been so awesome to have you. This has been such a great discussion. I feel like it's so positive, so uplifting and yeah, I've really enjoyed, or we really enjoyed having you today. No, it's yeah, been thank fun. You thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for letting me go on my like big rants. I really appreciate it. I was uh, <laughs> anytime. Um, yeah, what I was gonna say as well, but no, um, it's been a pleasure being on here as well. And if people have um, any questions, just let me know. I'd love to clarify any of the stuff that I've come from. I know we covered a bunch of topics, so if anyone does have any questions, just uh, feel free to shout out. Yeah. Do you want to let the listeners know where they can find you? 
Oh yeah, for sure. So there's, there's pretty much two main places you can find me. One is on Instagram, which is uh, training strong women. It'll have uh, like my face on it, Mark. And then that's how you can find me. And then I try to put out uh, a lot of confident, a lot of stuff on like why strength builds confidence as well as like how to actually get stronger, I think is also important because this process works only if you actually get stronger. And then if you don't, it can be frustrating. So I'm trying to break that barrier. And then uh, for, I also have a podcast, which uh, both of you have also been on as well with some really great episodes um, called Marky Mark and the Fitness Bunch. And I kind of go more into detail on like what Instagram doesn't give me the, Instagram doesn't let me talk for 20 minutes straight. So that's what the podcast lets me do on like larger topics. Awesome. Yes. So go check out Mark. And if you have any questions about how you can get started lifting and reaching your strength goals, he is the guy to go to. And we're so thankful to have you on today. Really great stuff. Really great advice. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here and sharing with our audience, everything that you know, and your expertise. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, listen, it was really fun. Thanks for having me on. Well, um, this concludes this episode. Um, just don't forget to nice. like, comment, and leave a review below. And yeah, we will see you next time.